check, 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 check. <laughs> I'm always checking. Uh, I love checking mics. I really do love checking the mic. Hello, hello, is this on? Uh, even though you don't have to sometimes, I could probably just come right in and welcome everybody. Hello. Welcome to the Cannabis Coffee Hour with Rob Cantrell. I'm your host. Uh, this is my podcast. Uh, and today I'm drinking some Colombian coffee. I got this at the Brooklyn, uh, at, at my grocery store. And uh, th- there are these bags. Like I, For Christmas, I got all this like top end, stomp town, you know, uh, spot coffee I did last week. You know, I had, I had like this, I lit that limited one from Iggy Pop. I had all this coffee and I just powered through it. I literally had six bags of coffee, uh, big pound bags of coffee, and I powered through it and it's not even the end of January. Uh, which brings me, so this is just, uh, it's called Colombian coffee, but I do like it and I, like I always say, it's all about the freshness, you know? And this was roasted literally like a week ago. So, you know, that was, it's with meat, with weed, you know, you just want it fresh. It's going to be better. So this is for the amount, like, it's literally the bag is like half. There's no graphic design on it. It's just like Colombian. This is roasted at this date. This is the stamp. This is the joint. You got a brown bag of it. That's it. And uh, so you grab that and you go. And I am on my second fresh French press. I've been killing uh, the coffee a little too much like I'm gonna mix in with some green tea this week but I need the caffeine I need to rock it out but but that brings me to I don't have any cannabis right now I don't have any herb I'm laying off the last few days I you know with this podcast it's just been uh, just to line up cannabis and have it all every week and how I smoke, I am a Scorpio. <laughs> Shout out to all the Scorpios. I will smoke, smoke, smoke. If it's around, I take it down. Uh, I've gotten better with chilling out on it. But um, I don't want this podcast to be, you know, I think, you know, you have in 2020, you can't fake the funk. And as everybody knows, I'm, you know, with this podcast, with you guys listening, and girls listening, uh, you just can't fake the funk, man. And I don't want, and I do find in the cannabis industry or the weed thing are like, you know, if it's just overly cheesy, if it's overly over the top done, like, yo, we smoke weed every day, weed, 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 and more weed, which I do like, you know, I, you know, I've, I've been to Jamaica like 12 times. No, I've been to Jamaica 10 times. Um, and I've been, uh, to Amsterdam and I've worked with high times and, but at the same time, I never was a dude that dealt weed. Like I never had, the most I ever had was like an ounce and that was back in like California. I would might buy a zip here and there, but, uh, no, I only bought one zip in my whole life. The rest has always been quarters, dimes, nickels, cause I don't really need that much. I just need to hit of a joint now and then. Like, literally, I just want everything to be legal so I could grow a plant in the backyard and roll a joint. I don't need super 
hydro out. I just need enough CBD and THC to, you know, just fucking chill, dude. But today I'm not. Uh, today I am actually, I'm working on this. You know, I am releasing a whole mixtape of music. And I'm writing a new song for it. And, uh, and how I've always done comedy music, like, I've never been, I did do it, like, with Coffee and Weed, that was blatant, it's about Coffee and Weed. Married and Shit was about Married and Shit. These are song titles that I did. Laundry was about doing laundry. Like, but I do like obscure lyric writing, and I do like poetry. I have written poetry. And I, the thing about stand-up, stand-up is awesome, and but it's joke, joke, joke. Like, there's almost a formula to it, and I love it. But there is something in me that I do like abstract, funk it out, give me some weird shit. And I've been studying a lot of, like, not study. I One of my things is going through lyrics. I love lyrics. And uh, I've been going through a lot of, like, Smashing Pumpkins, a lot of, like, Nirvana, a lot of that old, old the 90s grunge. But also, uh, let's say, Weezer. You know, just a lot of 90s shit. The thing about it is, is, like, words, it's fun to play with. And it's fun to almost not have a feeling or just maybe have a general feeling. But it doesn't need to spell everything out, like absolute math you know i think uh like i was reading these nirvana lyrics and he was just like man i just take words that i like and phrases that i hear and i just kind of and the same with and i've been watching these basquiat videos and uh you know just getting inspired inspired from other artists and that's what i'm gravitating towards and i love lonely island and i love uh Flight of the Concords and even Tenacious D, but I also like just general fucked up uh, songwriting, just funk. Like I've been, <laughs> I was reading these darks, like the Grateful Dead. I've been reading Dark Star lyrics, and the thing about the Grateful Dead, they had like all these songwriters, literally just like poets from the Beat Generation and hippies and writers that would hang out with Jerry and those dudes during that whole scene of the Grateful Dead, and those guys, it wouldn't just be Jerry Garcia and Phil Lesh, like, kind of like Jagger and Keith Richards. They kind of had a crew of writers that would kick ideas around and phrases around or words around, you know? And I do that with stand-up. Like, there's just words, there's jokes I do just to say a certain type of word because it's not said, like cantaloupe. You know, that's cantaloupe is such a good fucking word. And I've been putting that in there. Like I used to say melon for this joke, but then I started switching it up with cantaloupe. And you got to say, I mean, between melon or cantaloupe, cantaloupe is a funnier, cooler, more interesting word, you know, because anybody can, we all know the gig, man, but it's all about how you fragment the light. <laughs> Does that make sense? That's my new thing. I've been meditating. I've been doing like 30, 40 minutes. I've been kicking a lot of Eckhart Tolle. Uh, shout out to, uh, who's my other dude? Uh, Wayne Dyer. I've been <laughs> watching a lot of Wayne Dyer. 
videos and meditating. And uh, I've been smoking some, let me see, when did I have, oh, I had some weed on the last podcast and I fired some of that up, but I don't know. It's a, it's like, I want to have the freedom to let everything go. You know, I don't want to have that hunger or that thirst. I want to just be. And that's, that's that sweet spot, you know? That's that. Because I know it's all coming. You know, I, uh, w- one of my favorite lyricists who did a lot of straight up, but who would kind of dance in all the worlds was Tom Petty. But he has that song, The Waiting, that is the hardest part. And that is the hardest part. But you can build up patience. And meditation has helped me do that, man. I've been, uh, got a little pillow, been doing 20 minute meditations. I've been doing 40 minute meditations. Dude, I've been doing that <laughs> with my stretches. I just learned this, the five Tibetan uh, rites of stretching. There's like these five super simple stretches, but supposedly like, and I'm getting fascinated with Tibet because I, I am a pacifist at heart. I do believe in world peace. I do think, you know, that's a lot of the question in life and in civilizations and society is whether you believe in world peace or not. And I used to do it in, in, in comedy. I used to go around the room and ask them if they believe in world peace. And it was literally 50-50, sometimes 60-50 not. Because there's some people that are adamant. People, that, people feel strongly about that both ways, you know. Some people, like myself, I do believe it. Like, I do feel strongly in it. But at the same time, I understand the other side, you know. And... But I think for our children and for the next generations, like, what's the fucking point if there's not world peace, you know? Or is there a point? Or is that the point is not having a point? And then you start getting into thinking too much. (laughs) And that's what I'm learning about the ego and to not attach yourself to the ego because your ego will sit there and what's the point of this why are you doing this oh this guy's trying to do this to you are you for real you know that whole thing in meditation you know i have to say that because i do comedy and it's such a fucking you know kind of narcissistic showbiz type of vibe you know it lends itself to that and i think that's why there's a lot of mental health not just in comedy but just in society in general but if you can take a step back and you can uh, give yourself 20 minutes to meditate, you can find that shit works out. Um, there's my radiator firing up over there. Dude, the other day, this is another thing. Like, you know, I was raised by my mom. My dad died when I was 10 years old in a car accident. And uh, my mom was stuck with three kids. And my mom was out there. My mom is a cool chick but she dated one of the three stooges for a while uh she was a airline stewardess in the 50s and she lived in the village for the while she lived in hawaii for a while she was you know and she drove a purple karmagia 
And she didn't have me till she was 40. So there's a whole part of my mom I don't even know about. <laughs> she was just a funky chick. And I've, I've talked about it in my album. Um, and I'm still contact. My mom's still alive. I had to put her in her retirement home. That was heavy, man. But if anybody's going through this, like if your parents start to get to 80 and 90, you, you, everybody goes through it, man. It's a part of the gig. It's just like the teenage years and the 20s and... There's just some shit that gets fucking heavy. And that's why, you know, meditation, I still love the herb out. I'll still hit the herb out. But uh, I don't want to, uh, I'm flying a, a, around a lot here because I got, I got excited about the podcast because I love doing this podcast. Please like and sub subscribe to this uh, podcast. Um, I'm debating uh, dropping the cannabis from it and just calling it the coffee hour with Rob Cantrell. Let me know if you're adamantly against that. And, uh, but I've been dancing that around my head. Like, I just want the weed to be like, if I'm on location or if I'm hanging out with somebody, but like we did the Joe Firestone one and she didn't really, she didn't want to smoke weed. And I did the Adam Dubin one. Not everybody wants to smoke weed on mic. And you know, I don't know if I want that type of podcast. Like that's just a lot of work and gotta have, weed and weed and weed and more weed but we will but i just want to do it on my own like i kind of just want to have it there if i need it and i don't want it to be the absolute focal point i want it to be kind of the side focal point which is always a lot of that is like your personality you should be the focal point in your art or in your life. And I was thinking about that with technology because a lot of me hates social media. Like I'm at the point right now where like, you know, I was just going up and down. Like it was controlling my emotions. Like really this bullshit, you know? Um, I didn't get into entertainment for this bullshit. I got it to be funny and goof on, but everybody's like trashing everybody. It just seems like one big gossip just maggot piles sometimes and like the our current president i'm not going to get political because there are there's things beyond my imagination and scope but i just know general goodness i'd rather have somebody that was more of a pacifist and definitely not as easily corruptible and i don't know i don't want to go into it you know i really am am there's this whole thing about tearing the veil of Maya away. I'm more going that way, man. I'm more going inward than outward. And I think politics and the drama of that is so outward and it draws you out. But the real dance is inward. But I don't want to ignore that. I think I'm going to vote what I vote and what I think. I think pot should be legal. I think peace, world peace should be number one in education um, and healthcare, you know? That's kind of where I lean in all that shit, man. I'm a hippy-dippy mother... I'm getting more hippy-dippy the older I get. Uh, but at the same time, I, I get the fucking other side. I get that sometimes you gotta protect your neck and, you know, there's fucking straight-up birds of prey out there that will take you down. I don't know. Um, but the more... I think the answers are in the inside. The light 
is on the inside. And that's what I was talking about. Uh, like, we're, like, I love when the sun is out. The sun's out right now, and I'm loving it. And it's cold as fuck, you know? <laughs> but when you, if you can catch a little piece of the sun, like I'm going by the window, and the sun's hitting my face. And it's amazing. I mean, I'm getting high right there, just letting the sun hit my face. Um, and I will get high again. I'll get weed. Weed comes, weed goes, sun comes, sun goes. So does life, man. You know, you just got to be happy whether it's up or down or all around. Because people can feel that vibe if you feel like you're lacking. That's what I'm working on is just that feeling of lacking. Like, because with show business, you always want more and success and success. The thing, only problem is it, it never that void never gets filled. I'd rather work from a place where the void is filled and I could just be in the moment and work in that moment. Um, but you definitely have to be goal-oriented. I'm not saying that. Like, you got to push forward and be disciplined with projects. And that goes back to the book. I'm, re I'm trying to read more. I'm reading this book, Peak, Secrets of the New Science of Expertise. And uh, what that's all about, one thing I drew, I, I, drew, I drew from this, I don't know if I talked about it on the short podcast from last week's, that, dude, I was so tired last week. I'm sorry I gave you guys a, a 20 or 45 minute podcast, but I was just like, so uh, I was on set all day and I was emotional. It was the last OG, so I got to do, you know, that was a network television acting gig and the dude from the office there was like the director was from did all these episodes of the office there was like you know it was a full-on hardcore showbiz i am you know agents the whole nine and i haven't gone through that system in a while like mostly i've been doing indie projects and this and that but those things you know that's a you know that's a step up in terms of like i don't know acting and showbiz like that so it, emotionally it drained me so by the time i got to the podcast like i was on set the thursday where i usually usually record this podcast i was working all day i was on set i was getting lines i was going thing i was getting hair and makeup they you know i walked into that thing man they i we'll see how this whole thing out it, it felt funny it sounded funny but the thing about acting and art and stuff like that is like you could put it up that you just don't know until the paint dries. I knew it was funny in the moment. Nobody was, uh, everybody was laughing. Nobody was saying, you know, I didn't get fired. I didn't get run off. I did the lines um, the best I could. I, you know, I got the script the day before, but uh, I was, you know, nailing all the parts. They got definitely got takes of me saying everything right. Um, did I get every line every time? No, but nobody really, I don't think anybody did. <laughs> That's the thing about television. It's not as intimidating, cause, but they do, it's on the clock and it's expensive, but it's not, when I was talking to this guy, I really, really enjoyed the dudes I filmed with, and it was Murr, this poet from, he was a poet? And uh, he was the dopest dude on set. Besides, shout out to my dude, Mark Theobald. But Mark is like one of the writers and producers of the television show. Um, and um, Mums, that's what it is. I'm fucking saying Mers. I think M Mers is another rapper. 
But this dude's like a poet. And this dude is, uh, moms. Uh, he was in Oz. And he was also, and he did this wild poetry. Yes. He was dope, man. This dude was dope. Mums, great poet. And I was talking to him before when we were running lines. Um, but it was, uh, it was fucking super dope uh, working with him. And then looking him up, and he's just like a New York artist playwright that was on deaf poetry. Um, and it was, it was dope. And that brings me back to writing lyrics and poetry. And that shit's fun, man. Working with words and art is just fucking fun. But it's tedious and hard because if you've done it, you know when it doesn't sit. You know, you know when. But other people are like, I don't know what the fuck that is. But you're like, nah, that's. I don't know. You're like capturing a moment. But with words, I mean, George Carlin the most hardcore stand-up you can get. His joy was coming up with those, like he would do like 10 minute monologues of like just word jazz and he would work it like total math. So that's what it is fun to write lyrics that aren't like, the lyrics I'm writing for this new joint aren't like joke, joke, jokey joke and I'm this guy and that, 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 which I've done before and I think with Coffee and Weed, I, it wasn't that jokey because I was just like, yeah, well, this is a song about coffee and weed. And we're going to fucking, that's the vibe. That's the vibe I'm kicking. So I would show it to comedians and they'd be like, where's the jokes? I'm like, yeah, there's no, it's just me fucking flowing. I want to flow. And I know what flow is. And flow is fucking words that sound dope together. And if they mean something together, then it's great. And you got to have punchlines and all that. But, uh... But like, I've been listening to Nirvana and the biggest song in the world is, you know, smells like teen spirit. And that's literally just words he thinks is dope lined up together, you know? I've been watching these videos of Basquiat and he's like crossing out words. And, and that's, a, that's a trippy thing about art. It's like, you could be like, oh, so anybody could do that. But could they? You know, it's like, but they didn't. A lot of it's just participating in it and then trying to get better. Man, that brings me back to meditation and the whole, uh, you know, just these books I've been reading in terms of, you know, going inward. And that my new theory, you know, we all have new theories. My new theory is that we're all light, you know? The sun gave the earth light. We're all made of light. And so our reality is just, you know, kind of looking through a prism. You know, it's just like a piece of glass or or something, our eyeball or whatever it is, is just shifting the light. So it makes all these cool shapes and stuff and motion. Maybe. Because as you go on, it's like, what is the past? What is the future? Those all seem kind of illusiony after you've lived for a while. And you've definitely experienced people losing their memory and stuff like that and death and, and all that. It's like, this is a time to 
play with the light a little bit, I think. And then we go back to the light, and then it's just like, <laughs> but this is that moment, maybe that's why there's pain and death and, and suffering and all that, is that we're figuring out how to play with the light. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's, that's the type of shit I'm kicking, you know? It, when I'm meditating, one of the things I'm thinking about is having, like, a visualizing that's what and they say that with sports like you should visualize and that's what i've been doing is visualizing being on tv visualize on on uh being on stage and killing visualizing big amounts of money dropping into my bank account <laughs> so i can kick it some more um because that's the crazy thing all we're doing is i want to do good work and i got this spastic shit in me that i just want to get out somehow and i think it's just you know artistic rest restlessness and art helps me do that in a more positive way than you know hard drugs or you know whatever violence or you know just being mean or lashing out but uh here's a quote any happiness equals inner peace so when you get happy it's good and this podcast makes me happy because i'm like I haven't started making dough off of it yet, but I do know there's something there and I'm, I'm getting emails from people and and I know all the shit I'm thinking, I know I'm not alone. I know there's other people going through the same thing and and I know, you know, with the technology and uh, the internet and the, all of it, it's like you have to almost to like meditation people were like you know when I was growing up nobody talked about that shit in the 80s and 90s in the south like nobody was doing it you know maybe you may, you might watch Star Wars and you know I think Star Wars is all about that all about uh, West eating West meeting East I always thought like Western society eating meeting Eastern culture like and I've talked about that East Coast and West Coast and now even, you know, spheres of the earth, west and east. And what is west and we? We got to come together. We, you, got, you just take the best of what everybody's got. Um, you got to watch being a culture vulture, I guess. <laughs> I, I worry about doing hip-hop. Speaking of, I, I did a scene with Lord, Jam uh, Lord Jamar um, from Brand Nubian, which was fucking dope-ass hip-hop group slow down was a great tune uh grand Puba was like i remember when that dude was like i'm old enough to remember when that that dude was like the hot he was before jay-z he was like a big time when you were watching rap city on bet like lord you know grand Puba, make no mistake um that guy was had, was had the smoothest coolest flow i would say he was like the gucci man of fucking the ninth of uh i would say the early 90s because uh, he wasn't those guys weren't run dmc they weren't 80s golden era they came kind of late 80s late but lord jamar was the one dude that's on uh vlad tv i get sucked into all these podcasts and youtube i'm trying to back away from it but at the same time i want to see what's out there and it it does help me um you know instead of turning on the tv sitting on the couch 
laying down. Like, I just don't got time for that, man. I'm out at night. I'm running around. So if I grab 10 minutes of a YouTube podcast that pops up on my thing, then that, you know, it always ends up being like Vlad. It always ends up being some comedy shit or some hip hop shit. Or a lot of classic rock. Man, my tastes are all over the map. But I know so are yours. So is everybody's. And we're all evolving and old tastes become old and new tastes. I've been getting into sweet potatoes. <laughs> I just had some, I had a sweet potato for lunch. It was awesome. Speaking of, I, I did two episodes. I talked about this slow cooker and I made this really good beef stew. And it was really good. It was pretty much just meat and potatoes in a slow cooker with some onions and some carrots and a bunch of salt and pepper and, you know, shit like that. But uh, it was a lot of meat, man. And I took it down one night and I just felt that meat in me the whole night. But my wife, she can't, she has to eat bacon every day. She has to eat meat just to run. You know, I just think everybody's a little bit different. But what my body's telling me, shout out to the dude that, uh, that gave me a hummus recipe. I got two cans of chickpeas. I'm about to fuck up a big vat of hummus. But uh, I've been just leaning towards more fruit, more vegetables. You know, I had some chicken today. But I don't believe in vegetarianism or veganism or, you know, just the minute you, the minute you put labels and shit is you conceptual thought, you know, I get it, you have to do that to categorize stuff and organize stuff in your life, but at the same time, I don't want my ego or personality attached to that, you know, um, I'm light, that's what I am, I am Rob Cantrell, but I am just a beam of light that's been refracted through a bunch of dust, um, and that's what I think we all are. We are spirits living in the material world. Our spirits living in the material world. The police, early police has got some fucking jams. Oh, well, uh, Nirvana, yeah, I was listening to Smell Like Team Spirits and I like to look up the lyrics and Literally, he's just like, dude, man, I just put some shit together. It doesn't really mean any one thing. It's more of just like a vibe, you know, a call to arms. And I remember that. It was just a call to arms over cheesy rock. I remember how long cheesy rock. And you see it in comedy. Comedy, the whole alternative scene came. But scenes come and go. I've seen it. I've seen it all, man. Uh, not all. I haven't seen it all. The minute you say that, you get fucking... I'm sure I'm gonna get thrown some curveball. Oh, I'm gonna tell you about a crazy curveball uh, I had to go through just the other day. But uh, in terms of scenes, in in terms of trends, in terms, I've seen things rise and I've seen things fall. You know, I've seen in college, dude. Nobody fucked with Max. Everything was like IBM. Okay. I was going to graduate at college in 1995. Nobody in any office had a Mac. That was a college creative writing, writing, maybe animation, maybe. like. But the internet really hadn't started popping. 
So Mac was such, this was before iMovie, before iPhones, before flip phones, Mac was such a fucking B league compared to IBM. And now that shit has completely flipped. You know, and I've seen it with comedy, the rise of, you know, Big Dane Cooks, and then they go, you know, and Louis C.K. And people go up and people go down, man, and I've seen it. Uh, and I've seen alternative comedy. The only thing is I never, I never fit in with any of it. I've always had my own vibe, and I've been that way my whole life, you know. I've had crews and dudes and cliques, kind of, but, you know, you just kind of got to, once you attach yourself a little too much to that stuff is like when you don't experience new I like I like new people. I like experiencing new things. And that was, was cool about The Last OG do, shooting the scene with Lord Jamar. He's the dude that like trashes Eminem. Uh, very pro-African-American uh, history and, you know, uh, almost to the point where it's like controversial to some people, but I'm, I'm not buying into that. He was cool to me on set. He was cool to work with, and he was like a hip-hop legend that I was psyched to be doing a uh, scene with. So, and the scene worked out. It worked out. We'll see if it uh, makes the cut. I think it will. Uh, but it was just dope to work with. Uh, in, in the, but Mums was interesting. It was just, uh, just being a poet, you know. And that's when I'm working on this music project. Maybe I should pump some of the beats. I've been working on the beats. I'm not, this isn't finished, but it's like, um, just to give you a vibe, I got like the garage band going and then, um, and then I got all my notes, you know, I got just, I just started with the words and phrases and shit that I thought fit the tone, you know, of the music. That's, and it's just fucking fun to do. That's through the fucking laptop computer speakers. Aw, oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> and that's fun. I've been flowing over, like, that's just a little snippet. I'm not giving you guys... We're going to put this thing on an album, on the Super Duper mixtape. I'm going to get out there. It's going to be on Spotify. You can check out this uh, podcast. Right now, it's called the Cannabis Coffee Hour. But I'm just, I'm warning everybody. I think I'm, we're going to go to the coffee hour. And then I'm going to hit some cannabis when I want to hit some cannabis. And not be like, this week, I'm doing this. This week, I'm, you know, it's just like, mostly me getting off my chest what I want to get off my chest mostly talking to guests that I want to talk to, mostly talking about Zen philosophy, talk, mostly talking about growing, changing, being positive, uh, and uh, not faking the funk, man. That's where it's at. Our thoughts guide our actions. Our actions create our experiences. Our experiences define our character. Every day, we decide who we will become tomorrow. It's all about intention. And my intention is just to have a really cool, dope podcast that's funny, that's fun, that's funky. And I could do that. And we're going to go to some dope-ass coffee shops. We're going to go to some dope-ass weed shops. I just got to keep it rolling. And I just got to keep it going and keep it stealth and keep it compact and give it the one, two 
pop, pop, you know? So this is the second French press of the day. This is good. I got regular milk in there. I gotta get some almond milk. I don't know. I'm not going vegan or vegetarian. But the older I get, I just know it's all about pumping uh, blood through your heart. And um, so I just don't want as much fattiness floating around. But sometimes you need some protein power. And sometimes it's, you know, there's time and place for everything. Um, but being more mindful about it. It's the same way as, like, I just stopped drinking. I, man, I was a fucking lush in my day, man. I drank, because my dad died when I was 10. Uh, bars were still legal in D.C. and Virginia. You know, I guess I, I was drinking beer and booze and going to uh, high school parties. By the time I was 14, smoking cigarettes, I was dipping when I was 12 and 13. You know, I was just a dirty white boy. <laughs> Coming from a long line, Eminem's one. Uh, let's see who else. Uh, Kid Rock. Uh, Marky Mark, uh, you know, but, you know, as I got older and I went through college, uh, by the end of college, what happened to me was I drank and then all my friends started doing coke and I would drink just to keep up with them, but I wouldn't do coke. I would nibble mushrooms. <laughs> I was microdosing way back in the day before everybody was microdosing mushrooms. Um, and I really, and when I hit pot, like when I hit weed, weed was definitely like saved my ass like I think I was just drinking to fill the void of my dad fill the void of not un, you know just being a kind of an artistic dude trying to figure out his way in a capitalist society you know and, and America's just going through massive changes and me dancing through all of that luckily I fell into pot and not into like pills Molly Percocet <laughs> Molly Molly Percocet so once you start going hard drugs, man, like I think in the short run, it, you know, it definitely can make you feel good, man. You can find happiness. You definitely will. It will be prescribed to you. But then the drop off, you know, it's just fucking not a lot of people make it back, man. Um, but some people I've seen people, everybody's fucking different, man. That's the other thing. I was, do what works for you um and don't judge man because people go are going through shit that i can't even comprehend or understand and maybe that thing works for them and they need to go through this certain thing to go through this certain thing at this level you know so it's just like dude if you're kind and in the moment <laughs> man i'm good because tomorrow is not promised and uh that word has gotten out if you haven't gotten that word yet i don't know where the fuck you've been and a lot of it's just how you react to certain situations so like the other day was like i'm waiting on this acting check i did this gig but you know pressure's high to bring in some dough and i'm waiting on it but the sink our kitchen sink got stopped up and it was just it wasn't going down and i went and got the industrial go fuck yourself uh like the bottle at the hardware store that's even beyond the drano like i got the industrial like will will make you blind if you fucking rub it in your eyes so i poured a bottle of that and it didn't do shit it didn't do shit 
And I was like, oh, fuck. And my wife was like, we got to call a plumber. And I was like, yeah, well, plumber's going to, it's just going to cost us, you know, $300, $400 to deal with the plumber. And this, this thing is just stopped up. Literally, I, I, I did remember dropping, I was making some coffee, and I dropped like a whole coffee bean and went right down. And we don't have a garbage disposal, so it just went right down into the hole. And I was like, fuck. So I think a little bit was maybe some of the coffee, but no, my mom, uh, we were making bacon for, for the kid and everything, so it was like, there's a lot of fucking uh grease and fat. it was just it just got stopped up right and so i went and bought a snake i talked to the the hardware dudes at the, we got a great hardware store here and it was just like these old brooklyn cats they're like yeah you gotta get the snake you gotta do this and the snake is literally like you know this all it is is just punching a hole through the fucking it's this metal wire it's literally the coat hanger uh, system, but done in a more professional way. It's literally like this hose that it's just a metal hardcore cord that you snake around. Like it comes out like a snake and goes down there. So I, I was like, fuck it, man. I'll just buy this $22 snake and I'm going to do this. I'm going to unclog this sink myself. So they were like, yeah, you can do it. Here's the snake do this, run hot water. So I sent the snake down there. Like I literally went, whoo, 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 pushed it all down and it wasn't unclogging. And I did it like, and I took, put like five feet of it in there. Like almost to the point like, oh, I'm gonna fuck up the pipes in the building. I gotta be cool, right? So, but then I pulled it out and then I put the snake down and I heard this and it popped a hole right in the fucking uh, pipe right underneath the sink, like right underneath, like you open up the sink on below it and I popped a hole with the snake, like it, the metal piece must've just, these pipes were just, the, the gig was the pipes were just these old ass pipes underneath the sink. And so I popped that and I was like, oh fuck. And I had to put a bucket underneath it and that started spraying. So then I called the dudes and I was like, listen, I called the hardware store, the guys that sold me the snake, and I told them what happened. They were like, okay, don't worry. You could probably fix this yourself. And I was like, yeah, because we can't deal with the super right now. Like, there's all kinds of shit. I had to fix this myself. And my wife was just, my wife is just hardcore. She's just like, get it done. All right? Don't fuck around. The kid's coming home. We got to make dinner. Just fucking get it done. And I wasn't weeded out. And you would stress out but i remembered to live in the moment and things do work out if you don't panic the less you pay, pay the the panic the fight or flight doesn't help shit man um it sounds good in movies and i don't know it helps the ego somehow i guess what i was reading it helps the ego stay alive but the ego really isn't real it's like this fabricated thing the spirit is the real part but i don't know if you're spiritual or not i don't want to fucking dig into your bullshit but for me that's this type of shit i'd be reading right now so that i am reading right now um i do talk in slang a lot and i worry <laughs> if people are like this dude this dude is uh 
is culturally appropriating people call you know and it's like they say i sound black uh but this is how i talk i talk kind of weeded out i grew up in dc i grew up in the south um but i can talk super straight if i i think everybody can but there is that relaxed tone it's like people are more trusting if you know they curse, if they got dirt underneath their nails, if they're just like, and slang to me is kind of like, man, I don't need to spell everything out to you perfectly if you know my general vibe, if you were friends. Now, if I'm talking to a job or trying to execute something like fixing the sink, I was being very, uh, spelling everything out to the hardware dudes. I don't know, I went on a weird tangent there. but. Spelling out shit to the heart. I was like, yo. And I didn't say yo. I was like, listen. Um, I popped a hole. You guys told me to get this thing. I popped a hole. Can you guys send me a dude? Do you guys have a number of somebody that won't rip me off? Because a lot of times, because we had problems with the refrigerator. I had to get that fucking sorted out. Um, a lot of times they'll come in and do this like little basic thing that you could have figured out on YouTube. And they charge you 400 bucks. And they were like... This dude said, listen, I got my man Jesus. <laughs> and I liked the dude at the hardware store. I could, he was like a Brooklyn cat, and like an old school New Yorker. I could tell he wasn't bullshitting me and I was completely truthful like, hey, this is what I got. I gotta get this shit done. My wife's on my balls about this shit. I gotta knock this out. This is, we gotta get it done. And I don't, and this is the money. I can't spend $400. I need to be around the 60 to $100 range. But the dude was like, call this dude Jesus. And then we had somebody from the building that was like the main dude. So I called him first, but he would have been $300, $400. And he didn't get right back to me. He was busy. So I called Jesus and Jesus came down, got the pipes, got everything taken care of. And I just stayed calm and cool. And I just worked down the problem. And by the time my wife got through the door, the sink was completely fixed. Every... There was a moment there that it was like a complete abortion happened in my fucking kitchen. Like all this gunk from these old ass pipes, it exploded. It was spilling out. It's freezing outside. My wife's coming home in four hours. I got, you know, with the kids, you know, just, you know, all kinds of shit, juggling, going out and doing comedy. But I stayed cool and calm and I just worked it down. And guess what? In a couple hours, shit worked out. And we got it figured out and uh, I was ready for dinner. The whole problem, all that drama was done in three hours. Now, if I ignored it, if I would have just like maybe put a piece of tape on the patch or, you know, there was a couple moments where I could have slacked out and ran away from the problem and it just would have been worse. But this way it, uh, it all worked out and uh, the problem got done. Shout out. To my boy Jesus that came through that was he was like yo take a picture of it show it to me I'll get the pipes I'll be there in an hour and I can fix it and he did and everything was done and it was you know super done on the cheap but it was done well and uh, just worked the shit through this coffee's great this podcast has been fun I uh, hope you got something out of it. I'm reading Peak, Secrets of the New Science of Expertise. I've been uh, meditating and watching Eckhart Tolle videos. And uh, 
I'll get some more herb on here, but I think I am going to go forward. You know, just maybe call it the coffee hour with Rob Cantrell. Check it out. Keep it moving. I don't know. I got, you know, I'm doing all the logos and everything myself, but I think it'll just keep everything stealth and I, I can, you know, it just will put less parameters on shit, you know? Um, all right, that's it. Thanks for listening. Peace, love, like, subscribe. Tell your mama.